Hello everyone. Welcome to the 12 net SaaS podcast. I'm your host Upendra Verma and today we have Ankur with us. So Ankur here is currently building a company called longshot.ai. It's an AI system for researching and generating long form content. Hey Ankur. Yeah, hi Upendra. Excited to be here. Hey, hello everyone who is listening. Yeah. So yeah, so let's talk about about the product first. So what does longshot yeah. do and why do customers pay you money? Right. So longshot basically uh, is a tool to as it kind of uh, uh the name suggests researching generating and optimizing long content uh basically any type of content you focus on more on long content now who uses us right so it's basically used by anybody uh who's into content but specifically content marketers because uh, their problem is they need to write a lot of content day in and day out they also care about so they care about content velocity they care about uh, you know like content optimization that if they are writing something it should be read so things like seo metric right is it so seo is one of the metric but seo is like you know it will be ranked higher or at least it should be meaningful it should be coherent it should be something which people are looking for and also they are at times at loss with like researching the content so uh, because of the volume and the velocity needed at times they may not know the you know sort of you know nuances of a particular topic so we help them in doing all these three researching generating and optimizing the content Right. So, so is it pure saas or do you have any other any other business models here no no it's a pure saas model uh, yeah so it's uh, so at this point we intend to make it like saas only it's uh, uh, yeah so i think it's a very and not just saas it's a very product led saas so uh, we focus on you know uh, like we believe that the one should try the product before actually you know making a purchase decision so uh, you know like so so it's it's low touch product led uh self serve saas if i may put that way got it so let's talk a bit about these customers right so i want you to pick one customer of yours right who is very close to your ideal customer and talk a bit mm-hmm. about them how they use your product how big they are explain a bit about them right and which industry they belong to right everything about them right sure i mean uh, to take a example of a like a customer who has been with us since some time now so it's a content team uh, based out of uh, you know texas in the us and then these guys uh, are into what is referred to as local seo so they write a lot of content they are basically a content marketing agency and they need to write a, a lot of content for various types of uh, uh, you know so sort of uh, businesses maybe mostly probably in the texas us right so uh, they could be lawyers dentists and some other local business which are you know like which are like geographically situated now so you know like one has to write a lot of uh, so for example let's say somebody is writing about legal practices in a Uh, in a particular uh, place right so they would like to uh, first of all write some kind of content about the legal practices what is the sort of you know new things in the legal practices how can this person help and things like that right so how does longshot help so longshot would help them in kind of uh, as soon as they input a word they can basically will tell them that in particular area like not just globally but in texas what are the kind of hot interesting things going uh, conversation about this particular topic let's say you know uh, like i don't know uh, you know picking from uh, when when it comes to legal the first thing which comes to mind is the death third case so let's say you know i don't know uh, you know uh, some kind of um, uh, divorce attorney right so now so what is hot right what is hot in uh, texas so they'll probably you know start writing what do they do they specialize how much they cost what are the kind of things they help with uh, do they uh, also you know like what kind of price point they have do they also you know deal with some kind of negotiation uh for example things like that right so there could be lots of things which even as an agency they might miss so this so they produce a lot of content for their clients so they are an agency 
So this would be, there are lots of such clients, yeah. which, uh, which have a very big spread. So uh, this particular agency uh, specializes in local SEO, but not uh, any particular niche per se. Mm-hmm. So they write, uh, you know, on dentistry, they write on, as I said, legal practices. So you might imagine, right, their team, they have, probably have a 10 to 15 member team, uh, content team that is. But even them, uh, they cannot expect them to have like, you know, uh, sort of uh, uh, full scale knowledge of all this. So, so many diverse topics, right? So right. Th- that's where we come. Makes sense. So is Bio, the, I, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Sorry, pretty clear. So just to get a bit more sense about these customers, right? So is it primarily agencies who are sort of providing this content generation services or is it also about, do you also have customers who are, you know, typical, you know, SaaS companies, SaaS founders just trying to sort yeah, of yeah. start? Absolutely. Right? So see, the thing is that, you know, I would say uh, most obvious takers are the agencies because uh, what so agencies have a lot of volume needs, you know, so they are the ones who, and also, as I said, like, you know, one of their problems also that they want, they tend to write about a very diverse set of topics. So we have two, three types of customer, as you said, like we have agencies, which are the more, I would say like more uh, readily uh, sort of, you know, readily available customers. If I uh, can use that word, yeah. we also have SaaS companies who are looking to up their content game. We also have, uh, you know, uh, for example, uh, uh, so when it comes to even in, even when it comes to content agencies, there are like sometimes small contingency and then there are like big ones, you know, which are marketing big uh, marketing firms. So uh, you know, I, I I'm currently focusing on these two types of persona. Because of, see, I mean, to be honest, like, you know, such a product can be used by any content, right? It might be used by a hobby content writer, but, uh, and this is something I've learned also that, you know, uh, in the, this stage of journey, we want to focus on uh, a few specific persona only so that we can, we do not spread ourselves very thin. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, uh, how many paying customers do you have as of today? Approximately. Yeah. So we have more than thousand paying customers. And, uh, you know, these are in different plans. Like, you know, we have, we had long lifetime deals. We have recurring customer MRR customers, and then they are like, you know, annual customers. So, so can I ask how much, how many of these are recurring? So I would say about, uh, yeah, about uh, roughly hundred are recurring customers. So we started our, yeah, we we started our recurring thing about just like pretty shortly. Like, you know, it was initially when the product launches, especially this is more, more so when it comes to uh, MarTech space that, you know, you can also launch big deals so that people can be attracted to, you know, and lots of our uh, lifetime deal customers also become recurring customers. And the yes. way they do is that, you know, we, we give them some add-ons. Yeah. Yeah. So, so did, did you do you any know, lifetime so, launches on AppSumo or something? Uh, not on AppSumo. We did a small lifetime launch. Uh, we did, uh, we have done a launch a uh, few months back already. Mm-hmm. So the idea was to kind of get initial traction, initial kind of product review feedback, see how like are the customer willing to pay how much they are willing to pay things of that nature makes sense so so yeah yeah and how much approximate right. recurring revenue did you do last month just to get a sense of where you are at this point of time yeah so i think you know i would say uh, i'd rather not say about specific months because it's like uh, so we are at the stage of the journey where you know it's uh, a month uh, specifically would not be like a super kind of uh, you know uh, but i would say on an average it's uh, uh, it's just short of 10k uh, you are around 10k MR, right? That's that's a, yeah. that's a good approximation. And when did you get your first dollar of revenue? So you know the the first dollar of revenue was uh, you know like when we launched our so okay so we launched our deal in fall 2021 mm-hmm. for for some time few days only. Uh, so that uh, so I would say the first major chunk of revenue did come from there. Although uh, the product was launched in about June 2000, just a year back. 
Okay. So that time we had, uh, you know, like first few, you know, early customers from our network, etc. So maybe, you know, like five or six odd customers. Got it. So in one year, you approximately managed to move, like hit that 10K MRR recurring revenue goal, right? So that's pretty yeah. great growth. So, so let's deep dive on this, right? So my simple question is, where are you getting all of these customers from? Like what channels have been yeah, so, working for you? Right. See, uh, so first of all, lots of time, you know, even our LTD customers, LTD is in lifetime. Yes. So sometimes they become some kind of ambassadors for you. Mm-hmm. So because they would kind of promote you or they would talk about you, maybe a word of mouth. So they are, so I would say, you know, like if, if it, if it is possible, then one should do deal very intelligent. I mean, it's, it's a bit of a complex topic. How do you do a deal? Because sometimes you can also lose out a lot of money if you're greedy, right? So, but in our case, uh, we want, we kind of knew like some pros and cons of the deals. Uh, so we did that and we got a lot of, uh, you know, uh, if I were to use the word ambassadors mm-hmm. product. Uh, so this is, uh, this is one of the channel of acquisition. Okay. Okay. Another channel is that, you know, uh, like we had been, we had, we do not do much of paid ads, but then uh, like we have a of the product in SEO. So sometimes you get that juice. Okay. Uh, so we are not getting a lot of SEO juice because we have just started like in the sense that heavy deep typing on SEO, but I would say more of a referral juice. So in the sense that there will be lots of people that write about us and backlink to us. Okay. You know, so, so, uh, so, that but, is, so I'm just trying to understand, are you really getting a lot of traffic or from this at this point of time via these backlinks? Because it, it's too early, right? Yeah, so not so. I would say uh, it's more of an affiliate backlink, wherein okay. some people would uh, kind of write a video, uh, sorry, make a video about uh, you know some interesting copywriting tool. So yeah, we get a lot of traffic from. Got that. it. So, so uh, organic searches are a bit less today, mm-hmm. uh, but you know all these referral and affiliate links are uh, in decent numbers. Got it. So so if I, if I were to sort of uh, sort of try to quantify this, right? So because I want to pick one and deep dive into that, right? So you have yeah. around hundred customers. So. And your primary growth channels that you mentioned are you, you had a bunch of, you know, one-time customers, they managed to get converted into recurring customers. And then you had few yeah. affiliates talk about you and then they managed to convert. Right. So can you just give me, can you try to quantify and pick the one that really worked for you? Is it out of these hundred, right? So let, where are, where, where did those 50 come from? Like the, the biggest, biggest chunk. Biggest chunk came from, uh, I, I would say affiliate partnerships, wherein I would like some, yeah. So somebody, some micro influencer would be interested in us. They would sign for a, you know, affiliate partnership and which I heavily encourage every SaaS company to consider, uh, rather than giving money to Google's and Facebook's, so you can rather give to affiliates. So, you know, so that, and they would write about us, make a video. Yeah. Let's deep dive into that. That's a pretty interesting growth channel. And I mean, frankly, I've talked to hundreds of people, right. And like, at least at the very beginning, people really don't tend to focus on something like that. So I would love to sort of pick your brain on like, let's talk about the process a bit first, right? So what, like, what did you do consciously to sort of kickstart this growth channel? So how did you find these affiliate partners or brand ambassadors, whoever these people are, right? And how did you manage to sell it to them first and how they yeah. ended up selling, you know, sort of spreading it, spreading yeah. the word about the company. Talk about the process. Absolutely. A bit more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, sure. So, so the thing is the, uh, like, uh, some of it is very specific to us. Mm-hmm. It can also be accidental in some sense. Uh, but, but what happened was, as I said, like, you know, initially when we started off, we had this challenge that, you know, we kind of start growing slowly, maybe do ads and stuff like that. But we decided to do, uh, launch the deal. And the idea was to make a buzz. First of all, get some traction. See, I mean, every founder wants to know, will this product work, right? Now, money is secondary. It's like our customers willing to pay anything, like, you know, $1, one cent, whatever, right? Like one cent and $10 is like less of difference than zero and one, right? So, so this is uh, now, and these themselves became kind of so like, for example, somebody who would uh, buy an LTD deal, 
and if we are able to provide value for them so they themselves become in some sense ambassadors and it was a simple reach out to them that you know okay, okay you are a, so i would kind of see them like okay they are on twitter they are active and say okay you not know like you have an ltd but would you be willing to sign up and talk about us and actually earn commission so for for us it was not super difficult to convince uh, affiliates right it was just a subset of or most of the you know uh, most of these um, um, you know when it uh, these uh, lifetime deal members and and see the, the point is it's it's the difficulty is not to get affiliate difficulty is to get quality affiliates because see the, to, to be honest like people are also hunting for getting becoming affiliate right yes. because they would who who doesn't want a free money right so so but just but, just so yeah. that I understand this correctly, so essentially you had a lifetime LTD launch somewhere. So can can I know mm-hmm. what which platform this was? Just to it was called Dealify. So you you did this LTD once. You got a bunch of you know good good sort of initial sort of customers customers that they sort of picked you yeah. right, and then you started to sort of yeah. pick a bunch of them, and you you tried to convert them into affiliates, right? So that's that that's the that's yeah. the channel that you essentially used, right? And uh, so talk yeah. about how you ended up doing this part, right? Did you do some direct outreach or was it, how did you convince them in the first place? See, uh, so for the first few months, it's like, you know, I, I would say that uh, in SaaS, especially, you know, in the kind of uh, not heavily enterprise SaaS, uh, you know, to some extent, even that, I would say a lot of them is very founder led. So I, I mean, you can see there are lots of, like we created a group mm-hmm. on Facebook, right? There are about thousand okay. odd members. So I would keep on kind of chatting with them. I would keep on, I and my team members also, but initially it was mostly me uh, who would keep on chatting with them like one on one on one on messengers on WhatsApp, even or Twitter, wherever. Right. So there's a lot of, you know, sleepless nights going, doing this and nurturing the relationship. To, to, to so first, first few, like, you know, 30, 40, 50, uh, you know, like uh, customers who love you really. Right, who really get uh, do get value out of you, or they you know kind of uh, believe in your vision. You have there's no there's no sort of tool for that really, you know. So you have to kind of you know go out there and understand. And it's also helpful because you want to understand the problem right. also. The problem may not be what is in your head. So I mean, we ourselves. So it also helps in another way. It's not just see. It's not the case that I have built a product now. I have to sell it somehow. Product also evolves. So. When I said that I launched in 2021, about a year back, uh, the first, actually the first uh, version was launched in April 2021. Uh, first paid, like, you know, first dollar came in June 2021, but the product has evolved so right. much. For example, our focus on long form, our focus on factual correctness. So this all came about being very conscious, talking to customers. So customers would either say that, you know, this is, you are going in a different direction or this is not clear. Right, right. So I, I, I get, so get the sense of, you know, how a typical one t- lifetime deal, you know, we are really short on time. So we, I really want to focus on how we really manage yeah, to convert yeah. them. So like, it's great that you had a bunch of people, you reached out to them. They really love the product. They're really sort of deriving a lot of value out of them. No, no, no. So I, I, I would like to okay. stress upon it. I mean, even if yeah, it's yeah. short of time, because the prop, it's not that product is built and now you are finding people who love it. Product is being built yes. with them. Right. This is the key so now you no, you're doing something much better than that. That's why I want to really capture that story. That the idea is now you got a bunch of people who really love and sort of deriving value from you. The question is, and obviously you have a great communication channel between them. I think it's Facebook group in your in your case. Yeah. But now, how do you incentivize yeah. to sort of go out and spread the word about your product? Right. What are they gonna get? And what what? How did you do that exactly? Did you do you have any affiliate planning affiliate plans that you had? Can you walk walk me through that? If you, 
Yeah, so I mean, so as I said, like, you know, see, the point is that affiliate, I did mention about the affiliate plan. In affiliate plan, the idea is that if you get a customer, if anybody, any person writes about us or take, makes a big content about us and, uh, you know, they in turn, like somebody clicks on that link and becomes our customer, they get right. some cut, right? Now, this keeps on varying like 20, 30, we, we keep, we have a different types of affiliate program for different types of plans and so on and so forth. This was incentivization. But uh, the, the, the bigger point is that, uh, you know, how do you get, because like anybody, any person who is, uh, because they also have lots of options of, uh, you know, in, so they would, why would they choose us and over somebody else? Right? So this is where the market. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, got it. So, all right. So I think uh, I'll go back to, and I'll just throw this question, right? I typically ask whoever mentions this lifetime mm. deals, right? Because uh, a lot of founders, what the experience is, right? I mean, lifetime deals is a great way to sort of market yourself, right? And that first big push and maybe yeah. good amount of initial chunk of money that you're going to get out of there. But what happens is eventually uh, the, the value that your company or the product generates, right? It gets diluted in the minds mm. of these people because all of a sudden you have 5,000, yeah. 10,000 lifetime deal people and it's pretty hard to sort of convert them into you know recurring customers and so how do you what was your experience during this process and what were your learnings if you were to mention any? yeah so you are absolutely bang on and i uh, i think uh, i was lucky to kind of you know i mean if i i did not launch a lab app soon at all and don't want to launch an app soon i mean i wouldn't say don't uh, yeah so that's okay i'm looking for opinions and why is that not, so? yes yeah so the reason is see the, the one has to understand what is the idea of lifetime the idea of lifetime deal is okay. There are so lifetime deals mostly. If you if you if I would talk about some investment parlance, uh, you know the, the the thing here is that these are your early adopters, like you know the ahead of the curve folks, right? Who are hunting for things. They'll not use like out of ten, they'll not use like nine things, but they're still hunting for it. Like they are junkies. I mean, they are my customers. I yeah, call yeah. them that. And to some extent, I become one. Like I have also bought a lot of these. So the point is that um, uh, so, but what do they give you really? They give you not just money, but they also give you learning and all. But beyond that, beyond that, they are giving you, uh, they are making you addicted. So you have to know when to stop. And therefore, uh, they are, so you don't necessarily want like extreme, you know, it's like saying that uh, you don't want a lot of fame, right? So you, it's like, uh, it's like saying that you should not, uh, you know, show adult movies to a teenager, right? So it's like that, right? So do not, uh, so I think lots of startup without naming them have gone into that ever long LTD cycles. And I don't know how are they planning to come out of it. So, so, so just, so the thing just to get more that, data on it. So how many deals or how many seats have you sold during this lifetime bill that you had? As, yeah. So just uh, a bit short of thousand, thousand deals. Okay. Right. And yeah, which are, which are like, you know, and these are small price and big price. Like they say, so I think this is not too many, like people said, like, uh, I, I know of folks who have said like, you know, 200,000, 300,000. Right. So insane so i think our idea was to just get traction and and right. data so like being being the ai company like we use that data to train the system again and stuff like that right so so we wanted to have product validation we want to get product review feedback bug fixing data train and that's what we wanted really. and of course some initial right. so i think if you can you should do the lifetime deal but with that caveat in mind also you uh, like you did it on a different platform to what you know your usual SaaS founders do. I think it's primarily AppSumo these days, right? So was there any yeah, conscious, this is the reason, yeah, the I would reason, love to hear any conscious decision it was very conscious, that you yeah. made. Extremely conscious. So the, con the decision was twofold. First that, you know, uh, I did not want to go to the like superstar sort of, you know, platform like AppSumo, very visible because the reason is that I, I wanted to create a friction. Mm -hmm. 
like uh, and and second thing is that i mean like out of the others i i know of them and the reason i know of them is i am also a customer when it comes to it so because of that i know who is who and all and some people are here for the money and others are here for some kind like like who are good people and the bad ones right so so delify i mean i happened to become friends with tom who is the founder of delify and so so he understood like what i wanted and he was like okay theek hai i'll you know this let's do this right so so we deliberately uh, uh pushed did not want to over advertise ourselves no google ads right. i think i think it looks like you figured out a way to essentially sort of spread the word out but not not do too much so that your value gets diluted it looks like a it's, yeah. it looks like a thin line that you really managed to sort of you know cross and i think some some there are some other founders i mean like uh, i think there's i i forgot the name but uh, he's also bombay based founder of a product called texayu and uh, this guy he i was reading somewhere that he also launched ldi i think he's his product is uh, is grown a bit now uh, and now he had written that if you are uh, if you are selling more than what 7 800 of deals something like that uh, you are doomed right so so i mean these were the early days and i exploring whether or not to do so i realized that what the, where are these coming yeah. see i mean people do ldi for different reasons there are companies who are funded by big shot firms they also do ldi maybe for raising another round right our process, our thought was clear why, why did we need it for right we needed for customer validation traction so yeah. Yeah. and uh, what's the funding status did you raise any or are you completely bootstrapped uh, so we basically like we had some kind of money from our last startup so that's one of the things and we also raised a small amount from a saas uh, fund called upekha it's based out of bangalore that's, all right ankur uh, thanks for taking time to talk to me i mean hope you scale long shot to much greater yeah. much greater scale you know yeah thanks upen